This is NLR 2 SA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 11, 2020. This week in security news, on Tuesday, FBI Director Christopher Wray warned of the stark threat posed by the Chinese government and Chinese Communist Party to the economic and national security of the United States. In a stunning address delivered at the conservative think tank Hudson Institute, Director Ray carefully laid out the breadth and depth of Chinese efforts to become the world's only superpower by usurping the United States with a government-directed campaign of theft and malign influence. Here is a portion of Director Ray's address. Note that this audio has been edited for brevity. The greatest long-term threat to our nation's information and intellectual property and to our economic vitality is the counterintelligence and economic espionage threat from China. It's a threat to our economic security and, by extension, to our national security. As National Security Advisor O'Brien said in his recent remarks, we cannot close our eyes and ears to what China is doing. And today, in light of the importance of this threat, I will provide more detail on the Chinese threat than the FBI has ever presented in an open forum. This threat is so significant that the Attorney General and the Secretary of State will also be addressing a lot of these issues in the next few weeks. But if you think these issues are just an intelligence issue or a government problem or a nuisance largely just for big corporations who can largely take care of themselves, you could not be more wrong. It's the people of the United States who are the victims of what amounts to Chinese theft on a scale so massive that it represents one of the largest transfers of wealth in human history. If you're an American adult, it is more likely than not that China has stolen your personal data. In 2017, the Chinese military conspired to hack Equifax and made off with the sensitive personal information of 150 million Americans. We're talking nearly half of the American population and most American adults. Our data isn't the only thing at stake here. So are our health, our livelihoods, and our security. We've now reached the point where the FBI is opening a new China-related counterintelligence case about every 10 hours. Of the nearly 5,000 active FBI counterintelligence cases currently underway across the country, almost half are all related to China. And at this very moment, China is working to compromise American healthcare organizations, pharmaceutical companies, and academic institutions conducting essential COVID-19 research. But before I go on, let me be clear. This is not about the Chinese people, and it's certainly not about Chinese Americans. Every year, the United States welcomes more than 100,000 Chinese students and researchers into this country. For generations, people have journeyed from China to the United States to secure the blessings of liberty for themselves and their families. And our society is better for their contributions. So when I speak of the threat from China, I mean the government of China and the Chinese Communist Party. To understand this threat and how we must act to respond to it, the American people should remember three things. First, we need to be clear-eyed about the scope of the Chinese government's ambition. China, the Chinese Communist Party, believes it's in a generational fight to surpass our country in economic and technological leadership. Now that's sobering enough, 
but it's waging that fight not through legitimate innovation, not through fair and lawful competition, and not by giving their citizens the freedom of thought and speech and creativity that we treasure here in the United States. Instead, China is engaged in a whole-of-state effort to become the world's only superpower by any means necessary. The second thing the American people need to understand is that China uses a diverse range of sophisticated techniques, everything from cyber intrusions to corrupting trusted insiders. They've even engaged in outright physical theft, and they've pioneered an expansive approach to stealing innovation through a wide range of actors, including not just Chinese intelligence services, but state-owned enterprises, ostensibly private companies, certain kinds of graduate students and researchers, and a whole variety of other actors working on their behalf. They're targeting research on everything from military equipment to wind turbines to rice and corn seeds. Through its talent recruitment programs, like the so-called Thousand Talents Program, the Chinese government tries to entice scientists to secretly bring our knowledge and innovation back to China, even if that means stealing proprietary information or violating our export controls and conflict of interest rules. We're conducting these kinds of investigations in all 56 of our field offices. And over the past decade, we've seen economic espionage cases with a link to China increase by approximately 1,300%. The stakes could not be higher, and the potential economic harm to American businesses and the economy as a whole almost defies calculation. As National Security Advisor O'Brien discussed in his June remarks, the Chinese government is also making liberal use of hacking to steal our corporate and personal data, and they're using both military and non-state hackers to do it. The Equifax intrusion I mentioned just a few moments ago, which led to the indictment of Chinese military personnel, was hardly the only time China stole the sensitive personal information of huge numbers of the American public. For example, did any of you have health insurance through Anthem? or one of its associated insurers. Well, in 2015, China's hackers stole the personal data of 80 million of that company's current and former customers. Or maybe you're a federal employee, or you used to be one, or you applied for a government job once, or a family member or a roommate did. Well, in 2014, China's hackers stole more than 21 million records from OPM, the federal government's Office of Personnel Management. Why are they doing this? Well, first, China has made becoming an artificial intelligence world leader a priority, and these kinds of thefts feed right into China's development of artificial intelligence tools. But compounding the threat, the data China stole is of obvious value as they attempt to identify people for secret intelligence gathering. On that front, China is using social media platforms the same ones Americans use every day to stay connected or find jobs, to identify people with access to our government's sensitive information and then target those people to try to steal it. It's a troublingly similar story in academia. Through talent recruitment programs like the Thousand Talents program I mentioned just a few moments ago, China pays scientists at American universities to secretly bring our knowledge and innovation back to China, 
including valuable federally funded research. To put it bluntly, this means American taxpayers are effectively footing the bill for China's own technological development. China then leverages its ill-gotten gains to undercut U.S. research institutions and companies blunting our nation's advancement and costing American jobs. You can find more on these stories in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, simply visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. The publication is free and will remain that way. AlertUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. As of the time of this report's preparation on Friday evening, there were more than 3,175,000 COVID-19 cases reported in the United States, as well as more than 133,000 deaths attributed to the virus. In addition, multiple states are reporting their highest averages of new cases since the pandemic began, and more importantly, hospitalizations as a result of the virus are again rising. Despite the dramatic influence of politics on the pandemic response, as well as the botched effort of federal and state health authorities in testing and accurate case counting, the two-step and mixed messaging on the use of masks, the highly flawed rulemaking hampering the use of hydroxychloroquine in the treatment of those infected with COVID-19, and so much more, AlertUSA encourages listeners to remain conscious of the need to be cautious, not only out of concern for your own well-being, but also that of others. There actually is a virus, it is still in circulation globally, it is still hospitalizing people globally, and it is still taking lives globally. AlertUSA cautions listeners that the U.S. still faces significant threats from Iran and its proxies in this hemisphere. In addition, numerous Islamic State media groups continue their online propaganda campaigns, threatening attacks, as well as their efforts to inspire individuals to carry out attacks on their own. Less than two weeks ago, AlertUSA subscribers were notified of a new English-language message from Al-Qaeda urging America's, quote, oppressed masses to embrace Islam and rise in revolt against the rulers occupying the White House. Less than two months ago, FBI Director Christopher Wray publicly stated that al-Qaeda and its offshoots remain intent on attacking the U.S. wherever they can and that the threat is real. So as to highlight the ongoing threat of radical Islamists in this country, just weeks ago, a Syrian-born U.S. citizen carried out a shooting attack at the entrance to Naval Air Station Corpus Christi. The FBI has classified this attack as terrorism-related. As AlertUSA subscribers are regularly reminded, transnational terrorist organizations, including the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda, continue to urge recruits and followers to adopt easy-to-use tools to target public places and events. Specific tactics have included the use of vehicle ramming, small arms, edged weapons, homemade explosives, and poisons or toxins. Some terrorist groups overseas are using battlefield experiences to pursue new technologies and tactics, such as unmanned aerial systems and chemical agents that could be used outside of conflict zones. Many of these technologies are readily available. Additionally, terrorists continue to target commercial aviation and air cargo, including with concealed explosives. As the U.S. and the world struggle to reopen following the first round with the coronavirus, AlertUSA again encourages caution and vigilance when out in public. Our adversaries are watching and may attempt to take advantage of the current circumstances involving civil unrest and the coronavirus to carry out attacks. In travel security news, listeners are reminded that in addition to a U.S. government-issued worldwide caution, which warns of the continuing threat of terrorism, political violence, and criminal activity globally, the U.S. State Department has issued a global Level 4 Do Not Travel Health Advisory, urging U.S. citizens to avoid all international travel. 
In addition, U.S. borders with Canada and Mexico remain closed to all but essential traffic and trade shipments. If you are still planning travel abroad, regardless of the destination, Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website, as well as that of the CDC, for safety, security, and health considerations. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as threats, assessments, and travel restrictions can and do vary. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 11th, 2020.